What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. My mind's playing tricks on me. Why won't it let me be? Look inside and try to find, but nothing seems to give me sweet Self-Helpless with Kelsey Cook, Delaney Fisher, and Taylor Tomlinson. Hi, guys. It's all happening. What's up? Oh, hi. hi. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Let me do the hacky move of give it up for yourselves for sticking around. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. Get some energy in this bitch. Let's go. Man. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, this We're is doing the closest it. I've gotten to a really good school, you know? Yeah. It's just like... <laughs> I went to a fucking party school. So this is like legit that I'm even here. Hey, at, <laughs> least, at least you have a degree. Yeah, there we go. Just kidding. I went so to the school true. of hard knocks. Um, I have a question. Are you guys getting like, cla- are you getting credit for being here right now? Are you serious? This is the most LA thing ever. They're like, oh, we had our podcast class in a bar and we call our teacher by his first name. Like, this is just the worst oh my god i every I one of my classes were in classrooms this is bullshit oh dude yeah. i wish i had a class like this this is incredible i, would I know take this every semester i would try to graduate with just this class on my transfer i know i'm jealous it's awesome yeah cool. yeah you this guys are cr- really fucking cream of the crop right now this yeah. is a nice time to be alive children <laughs> boom uh should we uh, tell them are we, we recording are i don't even I'm know i'm not really sure but if you guys have we're never recording if you've ever heard uh, self-helpless we're three type a comedians who dive into a different topic of self-help or self-improvement every episode and we just talk about it very openly and talk about it if we love it if we think it's absolute bullshit yeah and go from there sometimes we're divided some of us think it's great and others think we're out of our mind and uh, yeah. it's lots of fun. Uh, can I make, can you guys make some noise if you've listened to Self Helpless at all? Shut up! Was it homework? Yeah. I, I think they get extra credit for that shit. Count. That is extra credit. <laughs> That's awesome. So you guys know, you guys know what we do on the cool. show a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, the thing we're going to talk about, uh, like our main topic this episode is going to be imposter syndrome. Have you guys heard about imposter syndrome a little bit? A little familiar? I feel like you just even saying that this is like the closest you've been to a nice school is imposter syndrome. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I should not be here. Yeah, you're having it right now. Um, but we're going to kick it off with some of our 
segments. Uh, so we always start with a quotable. We do our one, like, one of our favorite quotes. We love a good quote, you guys. We a sure good do. quote really just gets us going. We are uh, some basic ass white girls. So yes, yeah, absolutely. Our text chain is just like screenshots from Instagram with quotes <laughs> oh. attributed to no one, and we're like, "Who unknown is fucking killing it?" Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> I found this one on an Instagram account. Of course, of course you did. Called Change Your Perception. It, and there's yeah, it's not accredited to anybody. It says you often feel tired, not because you've done too much, but because you've done too little of what sparks a light in you. Ooh. Oh, just came. I just that was flipped so the table. <laughs> so good. Can you read that one more time? Yeah, yeah I just want to feel that. In. Feel it hard, you guys. Here we go. You often feel tired, not because you've done too much, but because you've done too little of what sparks a light in you. This speaks so true to me because if anybody has had a job they dislike or just been anywhere that they didn't like, I could sit at a desk job all day and yeah. come home exhausted and yes. think, I didn't really do shit today. But yeah. I just mentally wasn't there. I wasn't excited about anything I was doing. Yeah. So I just feel tired and blah. And I like, just got a little bit closer to death today. Yeah. That's all I did. Exactly. Just I'm just little. waiting around to die. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. exactly how I feel in my life. It's like you yeah. feel so alive and so energized when you're doing something that you love and enjoy and that you're passionate about. You could be working on it for 16 straight hours and still feel great exactly. at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, okay, that's a great quote. one. That's a good one. Um, do we want to do a treat yourself? Oh, please yeah. do. Who's okay. got to treat yourself? I got to treat yourself. So uh, my treat yourself is that for the last two weeks, I've been washing my face with only honey. Uh, I don't know if anybody else has heard of this. I've heard of this for years. I thought it was complete horseshit uh, that people are like, oh, it's medicinal and it's like antibacterial and you'll just have glowing skin. And I'm like, this is only for like British Instagram models <laughs> who are like born with dolphin skin on their face. Sure. And I'm like, okay, well, I've had cystic acne since I was like 10 and giant pores. This will not work for me. But uh, Delaney on a recent episode. I'm a real hippie bitch, you guys. Yeah. So I suggested it. Yeah. Delaney made a garbage wash for her face. It literally had like old cucumber. Like, you know how like if you first... Fern an exfoliant! I mean, it's good <laughs> shit. That is, you're a raccoon. That's it disgusting. It smells like a sewer. You're a possum. Um, so anyway, I took, I took the one part of your face wash, which was just honey. Sure. Because I've been meeting people who had glowing, beautiful skin. And I was like, what are you doing? And they said, just wash your face with honey. So uh, I've been doing it now for like three weeks. I swear to God, it's the best my skin has ever been. I have not had like a deep actual like pop a pimple pimple you know what I mean sure. just been like little things and so I fucking highly recommend it it's like three dollars at Trader Joe's it'll change your life I just uh, I don't know I still have not tried this has anyone tried the honey thing no. not one person okay so no one here can verify you all <laughs> I can have perfect verify. college I mean, skin anyway I know look at that <laughs> it'll all go away alright we're I'm, in a bar right now surrounded <laughs> by black and white photos of people moments before their first DUI <laughs> I have not tried it because to me, honey seems like the main ingredient in cystic acne. I don't I know, right? Trust, it does. It just sounds like Instagram influencer bullshit. I know. And sure. the fact that the two of the people that I trust more than anyone in the world have tried it, and like, I still don't believe. So I'll have to do it. <laughs> I've also bought a good amount of like expensive face wash, and I feel like I have to finish it. I know. Oh, I did totally. the same thing. Yeah. I don't I'm, want that shit go to waste or give it away. I yeah, know. Sure. I'm interested in the science of that, Absolutely. but I. 
really do think. Give it a shot. If you're struggling with skin stuff, give Honey a and shot. I have it's a worth question, it. though. A, do you think you'll ever go back to, like, real face wash? Or you think you're going to keep stay on the Honey train? If shit goes awry. I okay. mean, if I start looking like <laughs> fucking Pigpen from Charlie Brown and I just got sure. dirt and sticky shit on my Second face. Second thing, do you think, you think your skin feels so good and looks so good because of the Honey or just because you're not putting chemicals on your face anymore? I don't Ooh, know. Like, right? if you were doing nothing, it might be good. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. What if you were just, like, Ooh. putting a wa- wet washcloth on it before bed and calling it a night? And that's I maybe that does the same shit. It's like the whole chicken and the egg thing. You know, right. I think I, like, grew up too fast. I wanted to start using like, those, like, oxy pads. And I think I yeah. fucked my skin up before it was even fucked up. Oh. And now I just had to keep up with it, you know? When you put the honey on your face, do you have to just wear, like, a tiny a red t-shirt and no <laughs> pants like Winnie the Pooh to make it work. Just Pooh She's Bear. She's in a red yeah. shirt I know. right now. I know. It's like Pooh Bear right now. Uh, <laughs> it would be so great if I was just fucking nude. Just bare yeah. ass on this. That's, that's what I picture. I mean, it's censored in my mind because yeah. I respect you. But that's what I picture is just you kind of like reaching into a honey pot with no pants on. Just like, babe, it's working. <laughs> it is a fucking nightmare for like your home because you get sticky shit all over your counter. Or the honey oh. residue runs down your arm. Disgusting. And so you'll get it off your face and your hands, but then you'll just like lean on a counter 30 minutes later and then you'll just be stuck. Oh. And oh, just Kane has to live next to you after you I do know. all this. Whatever. Yeah. He's a fucking nasty yeah. man. He's... This just sounds like the first step in becoming like, did you ever read that book, My Side of the Mountain? In, no, in no. school, uh, no. You're so like you're such an old lady. What you know, is that? I even? read it my in fifth side of the Who mountain. Else read my side of the mountain. Okay, not one Don't person. Wow. Okay, thank you very much Shamed. for being here. <laughs> Extra credit, double credit. Sim Sim winked at me. Said it's fine. Graduating later. early. You are oh, a man. thousand years old. That they is... read it in fifth grade. Two. I'm actually younger. It probably my generation. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No. Don't I'm, don't look for excuses. I'm all alone. I think you had a self careless moment. This week, right? I had a self-careless moment. So I moved uh, yesterday and... uh, Into my apartment building. Into her apartment building (laughs) because I'm very codependent. (laughs) And uh, and once I got there, I was like, oh, I have to get everything done today. Like, I was like, everything's coming. Most people leave, like, you know, boxes in their hallways for, like, you know, three months or something. And they're just like, oh, I'll just get that shit when I need it. And for me, it just felt like if I don't get this all done by midnight... I will die. Like, I was up to like 3 a.m. with my just wonderful boyfriend who was just like painting shelves with me. He's just oh like, my does God. this good seem man, but like we need to do it right now? That is just... the sign of a psychopath is that they painted the day they moved in. Who the fuck does that? Yeah. Like, fucking that take a, a lot. Take I, a bought, nap. I bought the paint. Not only had I bought the paint, I tracked the paint down like a week and a half ago oh in Vegas God. on the road. Oh. I got the sample color then i decided fuck it i'm just gonna get the gallon and then i got i didn't even know if we were allowed to paint i was like i have a vision and it's going to happen you picked the paint color before you went to like the store you like wow no 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 i went to the store there was a guy there and he i was just looking at swatches and he goes well 
what do you need? And I said, everything. And I'm the type of person where, like, if you look like you know what you're doing, if you are walk- if you have good posture and you're like, you should get this, I'm like, sold. Yeah. Thank you very much. I would love that. What is it? A Prius from 2020? Great. Uh, when will that come in the mail? I just, like, totally trusted this dude. And yeah. he hooked me up with this color that is uh, Bears, uh, B-E-R-H, not your honey thing. Oh. Uh, Bears color of the year is Blueprint. And it worked out famously. Oh, my no regrets. That is and my so apartment's funny. painted now. So you have everything done. You're done in one day. Pretty much. I gotta I gotta hang some stuff. We did have some stuff delivered today, so it's almost finished. But like you guys would come see it right now. They they tried to see my apartment before we came here, and I was like, it did not go <laughs> It's well. not finished. <laughs> I only have one plant. Oh my and god. I but I looked at it. I was like, oh, if you guys saw this, you'd be like, oh, it's done. But to me, I'm just like, there's so much more to do. Jeez. We have to wait five weeks before the paint is fully dried to hand painting. Oh my god. You know how mm-hmm. they like some people move in and they just like leave a box for three months? Yeah. I just did that between moves where like the last time I moved I just didn't unpack certain boxes and then I just moved again a month ago. I was like I guess I'm just gonna keep moving these boxes. <laughs> I'll just fucking never unpack them. Oh, That's man. where these go. That's efficient. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Simple. Um, should I get Yeah what do my... you have? Yeah Dude, you had got some stuff. I got some shit. I have a, a I have a defunct moment. Yeah. Uh, so before before I became a really creepy minimalist and got rid of my my car, I'm carless now. Um, yeah. I tried to get a new title for my car because I thought, oh, I'm gonna sell it in like the right way and try to get as much money for it. But then I just gave it to some guy for 600 bucks and he just took off. So that was way better, <laughs> way more fun, way more convenient. Um, so I sent in the mail. I sent all my paperwork to the DMV with like 20 bucks cash. And two weeks go by, three weeks maybe, I got, I got the, the paperwork back and they had taken the cash and said that they couldn't help me out. What? So they stole $20 from me and then just basically said, ah, fuck you, we don't know how to, how to help you. Wait, what? you sent, but you sent cash. I know. Mail? I should have. I should have just sent a check of some kind. I'm sure, but it's all I had on me at the time, and I figured, oh, let's just get this. No, somebody stole my twenty dollars at the fucking <gasps> DMV headquarters. DMV headquarters. <laughs> you know Fuck what? you guys. So then I just gave my my car to some dude that I found on Craigslist. I, for once, I don't feel bad for you because I don't know what year you think this is, but if you put fucking cash in an envelope and trust the people, the DMV with it, you deserve to lose that twenty. Wait, I have a question. Would be Did you fold the money in a yeah, piece I hit of paper? Oh, okay, I All hit right. the money. It went straight to corporate because they <laughs> sent it back. So I'm like, somebody high up on the fucking food chain stole my money. Yeah, someone had a nice lunch at Applebee's. I know, son of a bitch. So that was my. Don't trust the DMV. That's on uh, you. Just sell your car to Carlos. I have his phone number if you're interested. <laughs> he has six hundred dollars and a plucky attitude. He will take it off your hands. Dude, no joke. My car was not even starting and. This guy was able to crawl in the back of my Prius and somehow find a secret button and then just went flying out of my garage. Never seen him since. A anyway. secret button? So he hotwired your car? He hotwired my car somehow. But whatever. It was easy. I, I, so far, no problems. I mean, I have, it hasn't like turned up with like, you know, my, my vehicle identification number, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. It's probably in some kind of, you know, junkyard somewhere. I've always uh, loved that Delaney's been like, I'm a great minimalist. I got rid of my car. I feel so good. And then like, as soon as she got rid of it, we were getting texts, Taylor and I all the time, like, hey, can you come pick me up? I'm like, okay, well, this is a tremendous burden on us now, but I'm glad that you're doing well. Great. I love it. I'm saving so much money. 
Um, Glad you're living your best life. Yeah, I am. Where's my and gas then, money? Uh, I had a good. I said I had a good shit moment. Yeah. Yes. Oh, good I want to hear about moments this week. So I uh, I just started at BetterHelp.com. I don't know if anybody has used this. It's a great therapy app. Um, and so I talked to a therapist on the phone instead of showing up in person. They happen to be our sponsor, but that's not why I'm talking about this. Yeah. But if you're interested, betterhelpcom self helpless <laughs> Anyway, so um, seamless. This is seamless. Like, <laughs> this Butter. is my. This is like my fourth session. I love her. I think she's fantastic. And I really got into like all my food issues. Okay. Uh, I have. Um, I'm a. I'm a bad binge eater. You guys. Uh, I like go hard. I. I was. I used to have three to four bagels a day, and that was just like my snack in between real meals. So I've done a lot of work on myself. I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but now I've gotten it down to like two ba- bagels a week, if that. Like, I'm doing pretty good. Kelsey and uh, I haven't seen a bagel since we were, like, 12. <laughs> and Didn't you know they're still just... making them. <laughs> so, I, uh, you know, I have some food, like, compulsive issues with food, and I de- definitely an addiction that I'm, I'm working on. Uh, and my therapist asked me a simple question and said, do you enjoy having that food identity? Like, that, that people, people know that you can eat a lot, or whatever does and that not gain any weight. does that make you feel good like being around people and I, nobody's ever asked me that before wow. from an, like I, in an identity standpoint yeah and I just said holy shit yeah like it makes me feel more comfortable around people and then we went real deep and figured out why basically so i grew up with a very voluptuous family everybody's got big titties asses the whole shebang lovely ladies and i was always just like a celery stick you know walking around no curves and they hearing things like real women have curves and all those things when you're growing up and like it was like I couldn't be part of their club. Mm. It was a oh, really wow. weird thing. And you know, they would like say things joking at me like, Oh, you know, you skinny bitch or like you you're lucky bitch and then I felt like I was just kind of an outsider. And so I Whoa. think it's deep rooted in trying to like fit in even with my own family. Uh, as like, you know, some of them have like eating issues and stuff like that, but it was me kind of trying to just like be, be part of the group. Mm. Obviously now I just like love food just in and of itself, but I think that's a big root of it. Um, and I just think for me in my head, I don't know, I guess it had always made me more likable to be able to eat a lot, to be like one of the guys, whatever Mm. it is. And I had no fucking clue that it was, it's, it was like ran that far deep. That's part of your identity. and I, and I and then she said, "Well, why, do you want to eat healthy? Like, why, what's what's kind of holding you back?" And I'm like, "I feel like I don't want to be that girl at a party that's like, no, I'm sorry, I'm doing low carb right now. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be that bitch. <laughs> I brought my own hummus. I need to wash my face with honey in the sink. Exactly. Fuck. I don't want to be Kelsey. No, I, I don't <laughs> like that. Whores. I am not even. No, like that. you're not like that. You did have raw almonds on the way here for dinner. <laughs> you but... ate my almonds." <laughs> You take avocados on planes. That's true. That's good fact. Don't, listen, don't trust even your friends. Trust nobody. Oh, yeah. Don't want to be like these two people. No, I. but I realize that I feel like a burden or I feel uncool when yeah. I'm picky about what I'm eating, even though it's good for my body and yeah. my health and my right. mental well-being. And so she, simple question, she asked... When, when people are eating healthy around you, do you feel like they're annoying or a burden or you feel negatively about oh. them? And I said, no. I feel like they, they're just, they have discipline and they give a shit about their health. Yeah. And she's like, 
boom. That's what people think about you. She said boom? She was like, yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. But yeah, she was like, my therapist was like, Boom. Boom, bitch. Yeah. Uh, that's what she Might said. Quote. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, I hadn't in like about what have we been friends now for two years. Yeah. I hadn't really seen your food stuff in action until last weekend when we were in Phoenix. Oh man. And um, oh. we went to a, a, a Mexican restaurant and there wasn't a table ready yet, so they were like, "You can go sit at the bar, order an appetizer, and then we'll let you know when your table's ready." So we've been like waiting for this table. We're super excited. We ordered chips and guac and they gave us like a lot of chips and guac. So maybe halfway through, I was like, okay, I, I don't want to have any more else. I'm not gonna be able to eat my meal. Yeah. They called our table. I go to our table. <laughs> I look behind me. Delaney's not there. I can't. I'm like, where the fuck is she? Why isn't she coming to the table with me? I look over at the bar. She, like it's like her last meal. She is taking the, the little crumbs of tortilla chips and scraping out every morsel of the guacamole and like licking her fingers. I was like, what is happening? Dude, that was Get good guacamole here. though. Like to be <laughs> fair, that shit was delicious. I know, but I just like, yeah. that was the first time I was like, whoa, like almost like you couldn't let it go to waste. That's no. at home like, behavior. You felt, that no like man left fu- behind when it comes to food for yeah, me. It, 100%. To me, it was like you had given the food an identity. Like the food had Ooh, feelings, and if yeah. you left it, like oh. that you were being mean to I the gotta food. I got to finish oh, Rachel. So much things. It and was, I've also talked well, yeah, about growing up with like, you know, a mom who's dealt with weight issues and stuff. I told you as a kid, I would overeat or eat the last of anything so she couldn't eat it to help her not gain weight Did and get more unhealthy. We talked about okay. that too. She, they're like, oh, she's like, yeah, there's a lot going on with the food stuff. So anyway, that was like a big aha moment that yeah. it's become like a huge part of my identity that I can like, I can out eat any dude in this fucking bar. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just like, I don't know. It just made me feel like I fit in better. Well, who doesn't wow. want to be that like cool chick from whatever movie who's like, <laughs> yeah, let's just get pizza and bang and then eat more pizza. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like everyone yeah. wants to be that, but you can't because you'll break out. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I have food allergies. Like yeah. I'm never From the pepperoni or sex, you'll never know. Because <laughs> you, you did both in one night, right? <laughs> and that was irresponsible. Anyway, should we, should we get into the meat? Meat. Yeah, let's, let's get, get into, into it. Let's oh into my goodness. Meat. I'm so excited. So again, round of applause. Who's uh, familiar with imposter syndrome? All right. Nice. Okay, cool, cool. All right. So for anyone who didn't clap or doesn't know or is listening at home going, why are they talking to a crowd that we yes. can't hear? <laughs> uh, imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. So, yeah, that's, I mean, again, we're all comedians. We've talked about this extensively on past episodes uh, and on different subjects. But, like, just feeling like no matter how many things you accomplish, how many people tell you you're doing a good job, how many people validate you, you are never going to be good enough or deserving to be in a powerful position in your field. Um, There are studies that, uh, or there was a study, I should say. I shouldn't say studies. Uh, But it was uh, was identified in 1978 by psychologists Pauline Clance and Suzanne Imes. And in their paper, they theorized that women were uniquely affected by imposter syndrome. Of course we Um, are. We got all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, later they were like, just kidding, it's everybody. Uh, But (laughs) it makes sense that it's mostly women because... uh, 
you know, it's just, it's I the think world it's nurture. we live in. Yeah, I think yeah. it's kind of growing up feeling like, you know, we. I feel like we, in, in a lot of ways, have to work twice as hard to get the same amount of recognition. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've dealt with that in, you know, professional settings and stuff. Um, and yeah, I just think it's kind of like the way that we're raised, like, you know, hey, sit quiet, be ladylike, let them have the attention or whatever it might be. Kind of, uh, I don't know. That's that's how I feel. Maybe why uh, women are more yeah. affected. Yeah. Just us. Well, you're just always apologizing. I feel yes. like as women, you're like always apologizing for just being anywhere. Right. Yeah. Even like when you get something like Kelsey and I have talked about this, uh, like headlining on the road as a as a comic is you know obviously if you don't know it's when you do the whole weekend and you do an hour and there are someone opening for you and featuring for you and when we go do that as you know young 20 something women there's usually a 40 something dude featuring for us looking at us like why are you doing longer than I am and it's hard not to go dude I know do you want to just do it because I would rather you do it than feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and you are the voice in my head all the time right you know because we just have this thing in us that can't own our own success and be like no I've earned this I've been on this show or that show I've done this amount of time on stage uh, or with any job really just I've I've interned I worked my way up the ladder I did this there's just always a part of you that's going I, this was a fluke yeah. I shouldn't have gotten this they're gonna figure it out at some yeah. point yeah. it's so much self-hatred yes. it's such a bummer I think a lot of us I know I have a big fear of um of like anybody ever perceiving me as um, like cocky or arrogant, mm. and I'm, I'm neither of those things. But that's always like, God, what if I ever said something that came off that way and somebody thought that of me? So I feel like you just you keep yourself down and like kind of you know uh, squash yourself so that you never ever have a possibility of looking like that. Yes, you know, absolutely. Yeah. You're afraid of other people seeing you as a fake and so you have to see yourself that way all the time to kind of head it off yeah you know in the same way that you make fun of your looks as a comic or something because you don't want anyone else to think it before you you're like oh we're all in on the joke we all know i don't deserve to be here like it's fine it's fine yeah the first feeling i get when anything good happens to me and it could be anything personal professional is like maybe a couple seconds of excitement and then immediate guilt and anxiety that I'm not good enough for this. They must be, I must be fooling them somehow. They must be wrong about me. Um, you know, I don't deserve it, whatever it might be. Um, any, any career goal that I've hit or any kind of, you know, opportunity has always been like, there's so many people out there that deserve this over me. Yes. And which could be true, but I, I have to talk myself into stuff sometimes like, well, even if there are people that are better than you or funnier or, you know, more suited for this thing, they picked you. Uh, you happened to be the person that was there or whatever that right. they liked. But I'm constantly having to, to talk myself into being okay with getting good things or, you yeah. know, good things yeah. happening. I think I had a weird version of imposter syndrome in, in my therapy this week. I go to like an actual... Um, in-person therapist as opposed to the app, which I do really want to Which is an the actual therapist. <laughs> I feel they like just like... have an iPhone. Yeah, I know. Um, Kelsey sees someone with a flip phone. Yes. And the um, old-fashioned way. Yeah. And... I told her, um, I've been seeing this woman for a couple years now, and I told her at the end of it that sometimes I get uncomfortable in therapy because 
I'm uncomfortable with talking the whole time mm. because that's like the only relationship you have with somebody where you are supposed to take up the majority of the conversation. And to me, I feel like I'm being rude and self-centered. Like, like I feel like halfway through, I should be like, so tell me what's going on with you. Yeah. Tell me about your life, which you can't do in therapy. Like they're not supposed to talk to you about personal things. Yeah. And she's like, why do you feel that way? Like, where do you think that comes from? And I was like, well, I, number one, I just feel like it's impolite like I'm hogging the conversation and she's like okay well that's like we've talked about that's from your dad who like put a lot of pressure on you to be super polite and I was like whoa yeah Yeah. and um (laughs) boom boom (laughs) yeah and uh it's I don't know if it's something that I'm gonna ever get comfortable with but I feel like there's some kind of imposter stuff there where it's like I don't deserve to just have this space that like I'm paying for yeah that's designed to be like this it's like no it's but she's still a person and I should totally share this time with her and not like hog it yeah you know which is so fucked up it's like well where does it end this is therapy this is where you're supposed to do this yeah I don't know well, yeah because as a like as a girl growing up they're like you kind of are raised to take care of other people yeah a little bit yeah you know i think yeah. a little bit more than than guys are or were when we were younger times times are a change <laughs> dude i, I get know. imposter syndrome just walking around my apartment sometimes just like being like in my life yeah just like looking around like wow I, this is like a really good day i have a great relationship i i love my job i love where i live this is all going to come crashing down because I don't deserve any of this shit. Like yeah. this, this seems too good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, sometimes I feel like I'm watching kind of my life happen uh, yeah. instead of like being Gosh, really yeah. present for it because I'm like, wow, this is somebody's going to find out that this is not for me. They're going to take it away. And I'm, you know, it's just, it's a weird, like, out-of-body experience sometimes. That's such a good point, because I do feel like I, I have experienced imposter syndrome in, like, all of my relationships, too. Especially the one I'm in now, because I'm very happy. And during, like, just any time. I mean, even this week I was feeling it, where I was just like, okay, why do I always feel like this is going to go away, or this is a trick or something? Or this right. is a trap, or I'm just wrong, or there's got to be something wrong with this person that they like right. me this much and then other times i'm like i'm the greatest thing that has ever happened to this dude you know right. like you get into that space i actually i looked up i looked up celebrities imposter syndrome because i don't know about you guys but if i suffer from something i want to know the celebrities are dealing with it also oh yeah do you have eczema uh megan fox does i don't know if that's true yeah. i don't know if that's true probably not i'm probably guessing not. no for megan no, fox she looks <laughs> She looks, real she looks perfect. Yeah. She looks perfect. But uh, it would make me feel better if she did. Yeah. <laughs> but I found this this uh, time. It was on time. You can look it up. Uh, and the first quote, it's quotes from celebrities who suffer from imposter syndrome. And Tina Fey had a really good one. She said, the beauty of the imposter syndrome is that you, f- you vacillate between extreme egomania and a complete feeling of, oh, God, they're on to me. I'm a fraud. So that's you just, what you just said. That's what I just oh, said because wow. I read this quote <laughs> right before we got here in the car. So you which cheated. is why I'm referencing it now. <laughs> so you just try to ride the egomania when it comes and enjoy it and then slide through the idea of fraud. And when I read this in the car on the way here, I'm very prepared. Everybody do this when you start a podcast. <laughs> uh, I was just like, oh my gosh, that's exactly how I feel because I've never known... I never heard anyone put it that way where I was like, well, I don't feel worthless all the time. Sometimes right. I feel like the, just the, mo- I almost said worthful and that's not a word. <laughs> oh, I, I wish it, it is would've. now. It We're is adding now. It to the list. Whew, call me Shakespeare. But <laughs> sometimes I just feel so high on like 
me. I'm like, I did it. <laughs> but it's so Smoked fleeting. Smoked a big ball of Taylor. So just, yep. And then it's so quick and then it's gone. And I'm like, oh, you are, you are a fake. And yeah. you better take that mask off. But yeah, those moments where you're feeling like, Whoo! Like that feels great, doesn't it? And it's probably just your—it's probably just your personality getting sick of feeling like a fraud, and so it just like really bounces back. Yeah. And you was like, "We're gonna feel great for twenty minutes, you <laughs> yeah. dumb bitch." Can you guys think of? Can you guys think of the moment that you felt like the biggest imposter in your own life? Can you think of that? Oh. Is there one that's kind of a stands out right now? I'm like, I don't deserve to be podcasting in this bar. Like yeah. I haven't <laughs> earned this, and maybe someday I. Will well but you know (laughs) just gotta keep showing up every day guys maybe i've been feeling it a little bit when we moved into our new place recently yeah i feel like that's a that's a pretty big one because like you wake up every day in it and you continue to feel it we uh if if you hadn't heard before on the podcast for the last like four years my fiance and i had been living in like a shithole with nothing (laughs) like not a good situation but we're like well it's cheap so we'll stay here and we finally got to a place where like you know what podcast is doing well like let's upgrade we can upgrade and every day i've woken up and been like i don't deserve this Mm. i don't deserve it like even though financially it's we can afford it and it's fine and it's not a fucking palace but it's just it's better like it has a dishwasher like (laughs) you know splurging but even then i'm like you know i washed my dishes by hand for four years like who the fuck who the fuck am i who do i think i am that i can't keep just washing them by hand yeah like i should just save money and and not live in a place with a dishwasher i've been feeling that a lot about my new business i have a gag gift business called dicks by delaney it's i make penis portraits it's a whole thing anyway Delaney's a treasure. <laughs> but, uh, you the know. The best thing is listening to Delaney describe this to people, by the way. We have had meetings with executives, and she has to go in and go, I run a specialty dishware company where I draw pictures. I draw penises on mugs. That, yeah. That's what I do for a living. Um, but They're very cute. Look at Dicks you. by Delaney on Instagram. All the people on your phones. Uh, Look at it right now. So sweet. <laughs> Um, but I, some, like, I, you know, I'm getting paid to make art, technically. I mean, it's art, even though it's a dick. It's art. Um, Say it's art. Yeah, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a, people send pictures of their, like, loved ones or favorite person, and I make them into, like, a little penis character. Yeah. Anyway, this has gone As you do long. when you love somebody. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, when I send off a mug, I feel like I, who am I to get paid for my art. Like, I'm right. not a real artist. There are, there are people creating beautiful murals somewhere who aren't getting paid a nickel for their, for their time and their art. Yeah. Yeah. And here I am painting a dick off. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. on a mug and I <laughs> paying my my rent like this is bull like I I don't feel I don't feel worthy of it even mm-hmm. though I'm not like forcing people like I'm not yeah. holding a gun to their head and say buy my dicks but like <laughs> they're they're just buying have you them. thought about trying that <laughs> oh, man. that'll be my marketing strategy <laughs> um but they're buying them willingly I should be happy that that's happening and happy to give them out but 
part of me is like, yeah, I have, I know people in my life who are incredible artists, way better than I will ever be. And they're not, they're not making money doing it. And so I yeah. feel like I, I compare myself a lot. And if you kind of get into that comparing, uh, like, you know, rhythm, I guess, that, that can also affect the whole imposter syndrome thing, yeah. too. Yeah. But then again, it's like they're not pursuing art for a career. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's not like I just did it. If they yeah. just did something, maybe that would lead, you know, to them monetizing in that way, too. But I can't help but feel really guilty and really unworthy that I'm yeah. getting to make something that I love yeah. for a living. There's just, so much. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go no, ahead. you go ahead. I was going to say there's so much imposter syndrome, I think, tied up with finances and people's yes. relationship to oh, money yeah. and how they see their worth in terms of dollars and like what that means and, and like how they live, what their lifestyle is how they think they deserve to get money and have it. Yeah, I think there's so much with money. Absolutely. Yeah. Just to be clear, when I was nodding, when you were saying, and other people are such, like way better artists, I wasn't agreeing with you that <laughs> other people are way better artists. <laughs> I was should. No, I was relating yeah. to what Stay you were saying. Stay in the lines, Delaney. You know what I mean? Jesus. Yeah, I've also been feeling that way. I'm, I'm pretty good at drawing a dick, as it turns out. Uh, <laughs> no, I was, I was relating to that because like I was right. talking about earlier in terms of like my career and like headline or, you know, Kelsey and I both did The Tonight Show around the same time. And it, whenever you get those opportunities, you can think of a whole group of people who are pursuing the same thing, actually. In a right. lot of, like, with comedy, there's so many people who are so good and are trying so hard. And it's just not, the industry is just not interested with any sort of entertainment. With podcasts, too. You're going to look at people who have podcasts and go, my podcast is way better than that podcast. Why is that one, you know, higher on the charts or whatever? Yeah, because they're a Vine star. Because they're a Vine star. You <laughs> That'll guys always be the answer. And you know what? They <laughs> Them's the bricks. They deserve those <laughs> listeners because Vine's not even a thing anymore. And to be a star on Vine in this Vineless world is incredible. Oh, 100%. So, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> but I, I mean, it's it's truly like frustrating because you, you almost feel like you can never be happy because there's always going to be people... Um, less like what you perceive to be less talented or less deserving than you and there's always going to be people be people who are more talented and more deserving than you and it's all super subjective yeah. and the industry does not care at all and it a lot of it is luck and a lot of it is just really hard work all the time yeah and you have to sort of just learn to quiet those voices in your head that are telling you that you that you maybe you did luck into it but that that are telling you you only lucked into it you know yeah. it has to be a combination you have to go yeah you know what i got lucky i got this thing and i now i'm going to rise to the occasion and be the most of it so and make the most of it so that i can feel good about where i'm at and the fact that i got this opportunity because if you squander opportunities that's when you're really a fraud Oh, yeah. I love that. Taylor, where's this Thank coming you. from? Mic oh drop. Applause break. Thank Holy you. Holy shit. I, that wasn't even a Tina Fey quote. <laughs> that was all that inside you. That came from, oh, another one from this article. Meryl Streep was number two. She oh, yeah. said, you think, why would anyone want to see me again in a movie? And I don't know how to act anyway, so why am I doing this? If Meryl Streep feels Holy that way. Shit. Oh, Lord. What hope is there for the rest wow, of us? Wow, that is. I ask you. Is... Oh, I have a good little quote. I think I shared it once on the yeah. podcast before I remember reading this was like maybe six or seven years ago they uh, Cosmopolitan interviewed Amy Schumer and she talked about that for a long time when she would like audition for something or try and get booked on a show and she wouldn't get it she would be like yeah why me like like 
why would I get that? But then something happened with her where she, her mindset just totally switched. And she's like, you know what? Why not me? Like, mm. why the fuck wouldn't I get it? Like, mm. I'm talented. I'm ready for this. And she said that she felt like, I think she said that more things started to happen for her because it was just like that energy and, and feeling like, you know what? No, I, I do want this. Yeah. Because I still feel, I know there's a lot of times where I audition and I walk away and I just, maybe it's trying to protect myself from maybe being told no, but I'm like, eh, you know, I'm not even like right for this role. So if I don't hear from them, whatever. But deep right. down, I think if I could embrace that and be like, you know what? I am right for this role. Oh, they yeah. wouldn't have asked me to audition if I wasn't. So yeah. 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 No, any any kind of stand up credit I've ever gotten, I have never felt like I deserved it because I never went, I never whole assed stand up. I never went full time. I yeah. never wanted to go in that far. And then I would get stuff and think, oh my God, this other person is sleeping on somebody's floor, st- devoting every minute of their life to this. Like, I should not have this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's been a big one with stand-up for me is just never feeling like I actually fit into that world because mm-hmm. I never really committed Want to it. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so interesting. I want to yeah. talk about this other thing uh, that I found, which I thought was really interesting. So there's an article that I found. Uh, you can look it up. It's on Fast Company. It's called The Five Types of Imposter Syndrome and How to Beat Them. There are five types. Can you believe that? Five. We have all five, I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. So number one is the perfectionist. Hey-o. That's all three of us. Let's not... I mean, how many people are perfectionists, would you say? Oh, okay. look at Most that. Oh, look, row. everyone in the podcast class. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yes. Most people just start a podcast. Did you know that? You guys are taking a goddamn class. Oh, my God. Because you're like, I got to know exactly how to buy a mic. Oh, oh my God. God. I would the do the same mic. thing. This is amazing. Oh, man. Uh, so that's, yeah. The For this type, success is rarely satisfying because they believe they could have done even better. Oh, oh God. Lord. Oh, my God. But yeah. that's neither productive or healthy. Owning and celebrating achievements is essential if you want to avoid burnout, find contentment, and cultivate self-confidence. Yeah, so learn, this is great. Learn to take your mistakes in stride, viewing them as a natural <laughs> part of your process. I just don't, like, I logically know that, but I think, like, a golem, like, lives inside <laughs> me that's just like, no! Like, yeah. <laughs> you must suffer! <laughs> like, yeah. you must hate yourself to be better. Like, that's yeah. truly how I feel. Oh, yeah. Man. Like, if yeah. you want to be better, why, why celebrate what you did? You should pick it apart so that you can figure out what you did wrong and then improve that. You can't yeah. just be like, oh, I guess I did good, so I'll go take a nap. Like, yeah. Right. And you know why? Because all the documentaries they make about like famous people who made a big difference were all like, they're like, they really hated themselves. And yeah. you're like, that's what I'm going to do. Right. <laughs> they never, you never see a documentary where they're like, yeah, I mean, Bob Dylan was just like real happy to be alive. <laughs> all the time. He just woke up every morning like, where's yeah. my guitar? Right. <laughs> There's a God. Yeah, it's the, it's the glorifying the starving artist. There's yeah. like this weird like uh yeah like kind of glory from it or I it's kind of cool to hate yourself yeah like i feel like socially you want to be around that person more than the guy that's like i'm a fucking gem you're like get yeah. the fuck out of here yeah. gary <laughs> no one likes you right. like you don't want to be around somebody that's like real happy about themselves it's more fun to mm. like complain with other people yeah, yeah. i, I want to be around people who are self-assured in a very just quiet, measured way. Ah, quiet confidence. Yes, which I think you have. Me? A lot. 
what? Really? Yes. Yeah. Don't you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I just like just I think sitting Kelsey here. And I, run, <laughs> I think Kelsey and I run more hot and cold. Yeah. Where we're like, we nailed it, or we're like, oh, what happened? <laughs> yeah. And Guess for you, I gotta quit. Yeah. yeah. And for you, Delaney, I just feel like you're always kind of like. Yeah, no, this is me. Like, I'm okay? I'm pretty I, good. Do I, like, walk like I have a big dick or something? <laughs> I yeah. Like, that I walk big in the room, like, stride. She's, she's fine. You yeah. know, like, she's all right. I, I take that as a compliment. Thank yeah. you. I a lot know. going on in the inside. I've seen but you I beat yourself like, up before, though. Oh, I think yeah. you just, you're more quiet about it. We are, like, you know. Yeah, that's true. Sure. Walking birds. We are. We're open <laughs> wounds. Yeah. Uh, and then number two, the second type was the superwoman slash man. Uh, since people who experience this phenomenon are convinced they're phonies among real deal colleagues, they often push themselves to work harder and harder to measure up. Oh, man. Ooh, oh, that's is, a fucking... It's like a workaholic thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. felt that one. Imposter workaholics. Oh, shit. They're actually addicted to the validation you. that comes from working. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. that hurts. Gross. That hurt real bad. Oof, right I felt that in my lady parts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, real deep. Gosh. <laughs> a little in the bottom lips, yeah. huh? That is so Oh, funny. shit. The bottom lips. That's gross. <laughs> yeah, uh, the third type. It was great. It was genius. <laughs> but the third type is the natural genius. Uh, people who struggle with this who are also natural geniuses judge success based on their abilities as opposed to their efforts. In other words, if they have to work hard at something, they assume they must be bad at it. Ooh, I've had friends like this where huh. they're just naturally really good at like school or music. Yeah. And then when they're not good at something, they're like, oh, I just don't do that thing anymore. Oh, that's not yeah. a thing I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they never like yeah. branch out and like yeah. build up to something. Yeah. Or if you're like, oh, I took Spanish for a semester and I, I suck and I can't roll my R's. It's like, well, I guess I just don't speak Spanish. Oh. We kind of talked about that with like plain Jeopardy that if it's like, uh, you know, like a history category, we're like, well, I guess I'll just leave this party because <laughs> oh, I can't I will never play know this. that answer. I will never know history or geography. I'm a fucking moron. I'll be honest. Like, I just, I shouldn't be involved in any kind of political conversation. Right, like, right. I just slowly back away. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, I just would rather like not know any, like I don't even want to be involved with it yeah. because I can't get even into it a little bit. So just count me out. Right. Like just forever yeah. I won't know. You've probably picked up some good stuff from watching Jeopardy like a fucking yeah. ancient lady. Like, right? Like, yeah, who's old? Up. Yeah. Whatever. Your Jeopardy on YouTube. <laughs> fucking love Jeopardy. Did your granddaughter show you that link? Get off my dick. <laughs> Uh, number four is the rugged individualist. Ooh, that sounds like a movie starring Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> it does. Uh, <laughs> these sufferers feel as though asking for help reveals their phoniness. Ooh. It's okay to be independent, but not to the extent that you refuse assistance so that you can approve your worth. Yikes. Shit. You have to do everything by yourself. Shit. This is, this this is, is a tough episode for me intense. to be doing live in front of people. I, don't know I how feel you like guys, I need some yeah. me time after I know. This. I don't know how you guys feel about this. We're getting Ooh. a lot out of it. <laughs> uh, number five is the expert. People who fall into this uh, may feel like they somehow tricked their employer into hiring them. They deeply fear being exposed as inexperienced or unknowledgeable. Huh. Yeah. Do you shudder when someone says you're an expert? That's a question to ask yourself. Yeah, that's... I mean, 
you know, I think that's all of us. Wow. This, that's like the most basic type, I What's, feel Okay, like. is that all five? Which that's one, all five. Which one do you guys identify with the most out of those? Perfectionist. The perfectionist and yeah. the expert, I I, per, I do the, the work one. What was the work? Overworking? Oh, the, the, oh. the addicted to the well, I think that was the number two. What was that called? The workaholic. I need to research Superwoman? This. Is the that super what it was? Woman. Yes. Dude, I do that all the time. I will... I will Put in extra effort um, to sometimes unnecessary tasks just to feel like I'm pulling my weight or like I'm worthy. Um, even in like my my day jobs and stuff, and I'm like, if I'm like, oh, I have to leave, you know, for a couple hours to like make this meeting, um, I will come. I would come back to work and just like stay late just to finish things or just like to be there because I didn't feel like I could just leave early for the day. Yeah, like, like you I'm deserve just, it. Yeah, overcompensating. Like, why can't I just take a fucking half? day yeah like people do that shit all the time yeah but i'm like even no nobody was even there to watch me overcompensate just for you it was a mental thing yeah yikes gosh gross this is real bummer to find that out (laughs) this is a real bummer holy crap Um, um, do we want to open it up to questions? Yeah, I mean, questions about do you guys anything. have any questions for us about podcasting or self help or anything? Yeah, my fake boobs, perhaps. <laughs> yes. <Damn>. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, of mm-hmm. all the episodes we've done, which oh, what, what trick, trick have we learned? That has helped us the most. I've got one. Yeah. yeah. This is more on like a technical end, but we found that when we started naming our episodes um, just one word and it was like a very searchable word, that our downloads started to grow a lot. Um, yeah. Sometimes podcasts, a lot of times if they're like po- comedy podcasts, they'll try and do some like funny long title that's an inside joke about what happened in that episode. But nobody's fucking searching for like Randy's weird mustache dildo, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like, they should be. They should. <laughs> Taylor is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a great episode. I highly recommend it. <laughs> but our episodes that are titled like anxiety and um, self image and stuff like that. We found that a lot of people just go to iTunes, search that because they're looking for a, a podcast that talks about it, and then get people come join our Facebook group. They're like, "Oh, we found you through Search and Anxiety." So that's a trick for you guys. I feel like um, it's a yeah. good way to streamline things and open your podcast up to new listeners. Absolutely, and you know what? We don't really do this very often, but we did find the couple times we did. Um, is kind of staying on trend to what's being talked about in the moment. If you can totally. come up, like we, we came up with a, a Me Too episode around that time. I think that ended up doing really well. We just wanted to talk about it, but it ended up getting quite a few yeah. hits, I think, just because of that. Um, and a couple other things. So if you can kind of put something together quickly about what's already out there uh, being discussed, I think that can only help also. Yeah, topical stuff. Yeah. yeah. Any, cool. Yeah, go anything? ahead. Yeah. The question was, uh, when were, this is the trick I've learned, is that if you're doing a podcast and people are off mic, you repeat the question. There you go, girl. <laughs> um, Professional. Professional. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, the question was, uh, how long have we been, when did we get into self-help? When we were younger, yeah. have we always been that way? Um, yeah, our first episode of the podcast, if you want to go back that far and listen to two of us share a microphone. Um, yeah. <laughs> real sexy. Yeah, real, speaking of professional. Oh, yeah. Real early on. Uh, only happened once. And uh, I, I think 
I think we were all in the same boat where we had been, you know, interested in different areas of self-help since we were kids. Like, I think we talked about our first self-help books we ever read on the first episode. Yeah. And, like, you know, mine was uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. Uh, most of you might be familiar with Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, yeah. uh, but my dad didn't buy me that one because I was 12 and he was afraid there might be sex in it. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor so, had a lot of friends growing up. I had a yeah, lot of friends. Super popular. A lot of friends. They were all stuffed, but they were my friends. Um, and then Delaney, what was yours, Delaney? Mine was, uh, uh, oh, it's called A Breakup Because It's Broken. Uh, and I read that when I was 19 after getting cheated on by a real fucker. Um, <laughs> and yeah, but I was kind of into self-help before that because my mom was super into it. So I kind of grew up around just thinking, this is normal. This is what you do when you're having a shitty time. You go to Barnes & Noble and you pick out a book. Yeah. You know? yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, and then mine was a, a feng shui book. My mom was also super into self-help, and uh, I was at a low point. I was looking for my first boyfriend, and I just was like, okay, I thought this was all horseshit, but I'm going to give this book a try. So I think the book is called uh, Move Your Stuff, Change Your Life, which I highly recommend. It's like it's kind of like feng shui for dummies. It's really simple stuff, but I do still to this day feel like if uh, your living space feels good and generally like is kind of clean and has images of things that you're striving for, you'll feel better when you're in there so uh, that was so we all had like self-help backgrounds in different areas and then we came together and we were like oh there's so much more to learn and we're really interested in uh you know as type a people just like always bettering ourselves yeah and uh never stops never stopping yeah being perfectionist so that's where that came from yeah go ahead Ooh, that's Since a we great have, question. How yeah. do we fit if anyone else podcasting? Yeah, you'd say it. I, I picked up your trick, Taylor. You did. <laughs> shit. Um, yeah, how do we fit podcasting into our schedules? Because, yeah, that, whew, it is a job in itself trying to get us all in the same room at the same time. Yeah. Uh, they're touring comedians, so their schedules are batshit crazy. Um, and then I had a day job up until recently. Uh, so it's going to get better. Till the dicks yeah. took off. Till the dicks took <laughs> off, you guys. My dick business took off and I got to quit my job and they asked me why. And I got to say, because I draw dicks on stuff. Bye. Um, uh, so, you know, don't give up on your dreams. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a lot easier. I can't wait till they put you on the cover of Forbes and they have to censor your mug. Oh my god, the first Forbes cover where it's like the fucking etchy squares, yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, it's been really challenging, would you guys say? We yeah. we have Google calendars that we share, and uh, I have honestly felt like if we were not three uh, very type A people, we would not be able to do this podcast, because yeah. Yeah. coordinating three people's schedules is really, really fucking hard. And right. sometimes four with a guest. Yes. So. Yeah, and uh, like three overworkers who all have issues with that, so uh, yeah, it's been tough. But it's going to get easier just because I'm going to be more free during the day. So I think yeah. we should be able to to to, to uh, ease into that a little bit. Yeah. We bank. Oh, I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just saying we bank a lot as well. Yes. So we will sit oh, down. Yeah. We will record three, four episodes at a time. If we look at the calendar and know, hey, we're not going to be able to get together for another three weeks. So that's a little 
trick, I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah that's a great trick. Exactly. I mean, I, like Kelsey was saying, you got to find people. If you're going to do a podcast with other people, you really need to find people who work the same as you do because, yes. I mean, we're all very, like she said, type A and very like, let's get it done. And they still make me feel like a piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> Not on purpose, by comparison <laughs> for me. It's from me. That sounded bad. But like, I look at how hard they work on stuff and I go, oh my gosh, I got to like keep up and make sure I'm also contributing and, and I'm on top of things. Because we really do have plans for, for the podcast to be something that is big enough to where we can stay in town more. Right. Because... Yeah. You know, we've been comedians much longer than we've been podcasting, and yeah. that's been our main source of income. And so now, as great as the podcast is doing, it's still not the main source to where we can say, like, no more no more touring, no more traveling. Right. Um, so we are taking steps to... If, if you're going to do a podcast, you have to kind of say, like, how, how much of my life do I want this podcast to be? Because some yeah. people do it as a hobby, and some people want it to be their career, and if you want it to be part of your career, you have to treat it like yeah. a job. It's like a marriage. Yeah. It, it really is. It's like, yes. I'm sure Anna and Sim feel the same way. It's like, you are, you are in a relationship. I mean, personal and professional, all yeah. of us. Like, we've really shat where we ate at this point, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and luckily, we, everybody get a, gets along super well. We're all very similar, but it is, it's a big commitment, and you want to make sure, like, Definitely uh, uh, vet your people before you start a project totally. like this. 100%. Take, their, take their temperature on like if they are equally as passionate about starting a podcast as you are. Because I've seen it happen with other friends of ours where like one person's oh, yeah. like, yeah, man, let's fucking do it. And I got my friend and he seems into it. And like within six months, that other person that really wasn't as into it is like, hey, man, I can't do this anymore. And then they just wasted six months on a podcast that now dies. Like, I'd love to know the statistics yeah. on podcasts that just are in the fucking graveyard yeah. of iTunes that are dead because I think that happens pretty often. So like, if you're going to do it, really do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Whole ass it. Any other questions? Oh. Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. And then we'll get... Yeah, we got to ask Sim first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We, we want extra want, credit, too. We don't want too. you to fail. <laughs> I, mean, I I think what you're trying... No, I'm kidding. That's such a good that's, question. That's how a nice compliment. Of, yeah, thank you. thank you. How do, how do we learn to not talk... I feel like this sounds How cocky. do we learn to not talk over each other and, and adjust to each other's rhythms? Right. I feel like from episode one, it's never been an issue, but we also had a relationship before we started the podcast. Yeah, uh, we had worked on another project together and kind of got to know each other pretty well that way. Yeah, I feel also. I mean, maybe it's like being three like well mannered women. Yeah. <laughs> but and I don't want to be uh, like stereotype, but I do hear a lot of like uh, on male comedy podcasts where guys are just looking to like get their rocks off and like yeah. get their comedy coming and just <laughs> like don't care if it's in the middle of what somebody's saying. They're like, bro, I got a funny tag to say, and I'm going to fucking shout it. And then you'll yeah. get like four dudes doing that at once, and it's a mess. So we, I feel like we all have confidence that like, hey, if we've got a funny thing, it'll come out at the right moment. Yeah. And 
like we're good, um, I feel like like basketball terms, like we like to assist one another. We don't mind like yeah. letting the other person fucking score or whatever, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you so. come first, I'll get myself off later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Independent women. Yeah. yeah, and I think we're ultra aware. Like I'm very aware, like I have been talking a lot, I need to shut the fuck up and they probably have shit to say. So I think we're also very right. self-aware and kind of take turns that way. Right. But that's how we are in a just a normal conversation too yeah. it's just like yeah i'm gonna talk to taylor now and then i'm gonna talk to kelsey and <laughs> yeah you know nothing so. like my one of my biggest personal pet peeves is when somebody takes up like too much of the pie chart in a conversation where you're like mm-hmm. how are you not aware that you have talked for like 85 percent of this conversation makes me fucking insane so especially in like a <laughs> professional setting where we're podcasting I feel like, yeah, we're so hyper-aware of, okay, does everybody have 33.33% of this yeah. fucking pie? Cool. Right, yeah. Yeah. right. But yeah. Mm-hmm. For, for, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was your question? Oh, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, these questions we... are fucking great. These are great she questions. Asked... We should have done this the whole time. Yeah, oh, she man. asked um, if there is ever a time where we feel like we need to draw a line in the podcast or if we've ever told a story that we feel like we regretted or went too far with. Yes and yes, yes. Uh, for me. Um, <laughs> I think I'm I am quite an oversharer. I mean, we all are, but I have gotten in some weird stuff that I haven't even like told other humans about um, <laughs> that have led to uncomfortable, uh, uncomfortable conversations in my real life like I talked about um, like on our Me Too episodes I talked about like getting like fingered while I was like unconscious by somebody and stuff like that and I ended up having to confront somebody about that story who figured it out on like the podcast I had I was not planning to talk about it with this person ever uh, and she figured it out and I just had to like have this face-to-face or conversation and uh, I I feel like I'm always toying the line between wanting to be really honest Mm -hmm. but not wanting to a hurt anybody's feelings in Mm -hmm. my personal life or having a conversation that I don't want to have Uh, so yeah I think it that's that's been an interesting weird Mm -hmm. kind of boundary that I've tried to set sometimes I still overshare but there's certain things that I won't really talk about if I don't want to have like a weird fucking Thanksgiving dinner with my mom you know I'm going to keep that shit in or talk about it on the Patreon because that's where uh, it's a smaller group of people who you know pay a monthly subscription to hear a little bit more personal uh, podcast we'll we'll say anything for five dollars a month (laughs) yeah but yeah have you guys felt that way yeah Yeah. Um, I actually I feel like I had the reverse feeling recently where on the Patreon I'll fucking tell you guys who cares I'm at a point where I don't even care but I told the girls that um, I I have irritable bowel syndrome and my fiance was in the bathroom when I needed to go and I ended up having to poop in a box in my (laughs) living room and it she didn't have to she did it though I had to it was coming what do you want from me and as I was saying it I was like I kind of can't believe I'm saying this but we had so many people like on our Facebook group posting like, oh my God, I'm so glad you told that story. That made me feel so much better about a time where like I had a shit in a bag on the side of the highway or whatever. You know, everybody's got like their weird location shit stories. And, <laughs> and it like 
it made me feel, I always feel that way, where it's like that thing that you're afraid to talk about that you think is maybe like an embarrassing bodily function thing, it so connects you to other people and other people f- like feel happy that you shared it. So yeah. then now it's something I, it's a joke I do, do on stage now. I've been doing it for the last month. And so I like that feeling on the podcast where mm, I'm like, yeah. oh, should I, shouldn't I? Because usually in my experience for me, it's been a good thing that I shared it and it makes me feel better. So Yeah. And I mean, it, it is tough and it's something you got to ask yourself if you're going to be in podcasting or inter- entertainment at all. Like, I mean, I've had jokes that the f- members of my family did not like and took issue with me doing on television or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the podcast is... I mean, I have very conservative parents, and if they ever figure out what a podcast is, <laughs> I am so screwed. Like, yeah. But I've just kind of had to accept it. Once we started doing this podcast, I think in the beginning, I think I even asked you guys, like, so do you think we should swear? Or you guys were like, nah, yeah, we're going to swear. Yeah, what? So, I, I mean, I was still kind of holding on to that, like, oh, but everything I put out has to be pretty clean so that even if my dad sees it, he won't hate me. And the 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 thing about growing up is that you just have to accept, like, your family is not going to approve of everything. Um, but, again, they also don't know what a podcast is. Uh, so unless you have, like, real dope parents <laughs> yeah. uh, who are very savvy and have a long commute, um, it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Great I feel questions. like we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you Thank all you so, much. so much. This was so fun. Really fun. Aww, awesome. You guys are awesome. Thank yeah. you. I don't know who to hand these to. Sam, <laughs> you, anyone. You're dismissed. I don't know. That's not my call. Oh, we love you guys so much. Uh, to continue to support Self Helpless Podcast, go to selfhelplesspodcast.com for anything and everything you could want. We have our links to Patreon, merch, our individual websites, our Facebook group, Amazon link, full episodes, also our contact for a P.O. box and email. And you can follow Self Helpless Podcast on Instagram as well as us individually. I am at T Tom Comedy or Taylor Tomlinson, depending on if you're on Instagram or Twitter, ttomcomedy.com. <laughs> and I'm at Kelsey Cook Comedy on Instagram, at Kelsey Cook on Twitter, and KelseyCook.com for tour dates. And I'm at, at Delaney Fisher on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and at Dicks by Delaney for some good old fashioned dick stuff uh, on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Probably. And you can also follow Self Helpless on Facebook. Great. Thanks, Thanks, guys. guys. We love love you. you. Why won't it?